Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on and welcome back to the Nothing Show. I'm your host Clay and this is episode 73. In this episode, we're going to be going over some reactions to the Russell Wilson trade. I'm going to have two guests on. One who is a Washington Commanders fan, George, he's been on this podcast multiple times, many times even, and he's going to talk about, you know, why he thinks he uh, Russell Wilson ended up going to Denver and why not Washington. He's going to voice some of his concerns over his team's failure to land a quarterback after taking a few big swings or so we hear in reports. And then the second one, Mateo, is kind of a rookie NFL fan. He just started following this year. So we're going to be hearing some of the uh, perspectives from him, which I think is a valuable opinion to to listen to. You know, someone who isn't as involved in the NFL doesn't follow it as religiously, and we're going to be hearing what he has to say. So it's going to be a ton of fun. I did say that I, uh, last week I said that this episode would be about some free agency predictions. With this breaking news, I think we're going to delay that, move that to another week because this is breaking news. Russell Wilson's the Broncos. That's huge. So without further ado, thank you all so much for listening, and let's get right to it. All right, everyone. Well, here we are a day after I was planning to get this episode done. And since then, the Carson Wentz trade has gone down, and I now have Mateo and George here in person instead of doing some interviews. So welcome to the show, you two. Happy to be back. Thanks Wild for 24 hours. Yeah, it's yeah. been crazy. Let's get right to it, George. I want to start with you. Russell Wilson trade, as a Washington fan, what's going through your head? You know, my, my initial reaction, and Mateo was actually with me when this news <laughs> dropped, um, it was really disappointment because I was hearing the initial reports, and it sounded like we had gotten outbid. And really for the package that uh, Denver sent to Seattle, I really thought we should have been competitive. Hearing the reports that have come out recently that we did offer three first-round picks, additional picks, even offered to, to, to give some players, some key players to Seattle, I feel a little bit better about the job our organization did, that we really did do our due diligence and we really did try and land Russ. Um but but hearing this this now Carson Wentz news just 24 hours after hearing that we were right in the Russell Wilson sweepstakes, it hurts. I think our hands were tied. I think we had to make this move, right? Um, but it, it really hurts in the context of we just lost out on Russell Wilson. And I, I'm starting to, to come to the realization that I don't think we can land a free agent quarterback that is going to save our franchise. It has to be the draft because, frankly, guys – don't want to play for Washington. You got to make them. You, you got to make them. You've got to draft them. <laughs> That's the only way. Um, so I don't think the Wentz situation should change the draft calculus. I think if Willis is there at eleven, you got to take him because the only way we're going to get out of the cycle is if we find our franchise guy, and and Willis has the best chance, in my opinion, to be that guy. A few good things there. First, I want to touch on just the deal between the Seahawks and the Broncos. Great deal for both sides. I really liked it. Agreed. When you see people saying, oh, Seahawks got robbed and then Broncos got robbed, that's how you know it's a good trade. Mm -hmm. um, beyond that, Washington, like you said, it seems to me like there's a chance Russell Wilson didn't want to waive his no trade clause. I did also hear rumors that Seattle didn't want to keep in the NFC. I don't really buy that because by the time Seattle's contending again, two to three years maybe, maybe one year. Let's, give, let's say one to two years. Mm -hmm. I mean, Russell Wilson's going to be one to two years older. He's going to be at the edge of his prime. The odds that you even see him in the regular season, let alone the postseason, are decently low. So, right, and we actually played them this past year. Right. So we wouldn't hypothetically play Seattle for another three years. Correct. Overall, I mean, kind of disappointing for Washington, but I don't think that 
it's it's like a huge huge miss because of you know the the things going on with trade clauses and all that. It just does is disappointing when the next day you see Carson Wentz and you're like, oh, so we were in the rush thing. It yeah. didn't happen. Now this is like the backup plan, and it's clear that this isn't who we wanted. Yeah, it just makes it seem a little bit like desperate. They're like, oh, we could get our guy. Now we have to get a backup guy, and just wait on the draft. Yeah, and and my thing is like. If, if Russ really had a preference, and he has DMV roots, he played at St. Chris in uh, Richmond, right? His family's on the East Coast. If he really wanted to be in D.C., the Seahawks have enough respect for what he's done there that they, I'm sure, would have honored it. Because really, what, what advantage is it that you see him three time, once every three years as opposed to once every four years? I, I, I don't buy that. Right. Um, I think the truth's somewhere in the middle. I'm sure they wanted him... In the AFC, they prefer that, but I think if Russ really wanted to be in D.C., the Seahawks would have honored that, especially given the, the package um, we, we we were willing to, to give Seattle. To me, the package sounds like it was probably Chase Young, Logan Thomas, and then a combination of firsts and seconds. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that probably correct? I think it's accurate. accurate. Which, which would have been more because the Broncos gave up a tight end a little bit better than Logan Thomas, but they didn't give up like a defensive Pro Bowl caliber player. They did give up Shelby Harris, who's a good good starter. But uh, Mateo, I wanted to get your opinion as kind of a rookie NFL fan. I mentioned that in the intro. Like, like, how are you feeling about this? Is this exciting for you? Or yeah, I think it's exciting. I mean, the uh, the Russ news was was obviously one of the biggest news that's broken since I've been paying attention to the NFL. So just hearing the discussions about that, hearing like paying attention to the off season is it's fun, you know. Like it's 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 exciting to see what the what the makeup of the league is going to look like next year. And then all these, you, you can see like the political movements within the teams, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. You know, like, like George was saying, if Russ wanted to be in DC, he'd be in DC. And, you know, those kind of motivations, that kind of like under the table stuff that isn't posted on, you know, JPA football or, or pigskin spins even <laughs> is, is interesting. And, and it's, it makes the sport more exciting for sure. Exactly. And uh, for you, I mean, I don't know how much you know about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, but they have like a 10 year history almost. Yeah, yeah. So does that like surprise you at all that like, oh, wow, this is how fast things can change in the NFL? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think people I was hearing, you know, there's a couple quarterbacks that people always say, oh, like this guy's going to move this off offseason. People like, I don't know, Jimmy G um, or Russ in this case, you know, so I kind of expected something to happen, but. I did actually think he was going to come to DC. You know, George. George was feeding me some fan, hopeful fan um, musings, you could say, and so I was starting to buy that. But we're sitting in Spanish class, and and this other kid, Sebi, comes in and goes up to George and, and goes, "Russ trade, Russ yeah, with trade, the biggest Russ smile trade. on his face, with the so biggest like, smile Holy. on his face." And George gets ecstatic. He's he's he's. Just I'm like, so what happy. up, Irobanio? Like, I'm just, I got to get out of there and check my phone, bro. <laughs> and then he goes to the Broncos, to the Broncos, and I swear, oh, to God, I'm ready to punch this man I've never in the face, seen bro. I'm, I'm ready to throw hands. So fast. <laughs> I'm ready to throw hands. But it is you did. I I do think you realize like with this in every offseason, there's a moment like this. But this league is really a business, and to move on from Russ and Bobby Wagner, obviously, uh, arguably two out of the three best Seahawks of all time. Like, yeah, uh, in one day. In a span of a few hours, you know, has to, has to hurt that fan base. Do I have sympathy? Not at all, <laughs> from what I've gone through. Um, but but you certainly realize that it's a business, and, and things happen fast this time of year. Let's talk some more about Carson Wentz's future with the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? 
You know, I, I think if we do draft a quarterback, and I don't think Malik Willis is someone who's ready to start week one. Right. Um, he's got the arm talent. He's got the mobility. Uh, but he's only been a starting quarterback at the college level for two years. I think he needs another year or two, right, to, to adjust to the NFL game because he's still adjusting. They were talking about moving him to wide receiver <laughs> So he's, when, he was at, uh, when he was at Auburn. So there, he's still adjusting to, to being a quarterback, to being a starter. And, it, you know, Carson Wentz is a veteran that's had success in the league, and I think he would be a good person to sort of shadow Malik Willis along. Um, so that part of it is is kind of a silver lining, and I think that'd be the best role is to have him one year. We pay him his guaranteed money. We move on from him, and hopefully by that point, if we have Willis, that's a big if, but he will have a year under his belt. To have seen an, to have seen a veteran quarterback that's had success in the league, and and he, he'd be adjusted and ready to go. This is not a long term solution. I don't think anyone's going to tell you it's a long term solution. Um, this is a band aid. This was a desperate move. This is a move they had to make. Um, but I think given the circumstances, there are some positives you can take from this. It does feel like something in the middle. It's not a Ryan Fitzpatrick one year bridge quarterback who is one thousand percent a one year bridge quarterback. And then you get ready for a, a rookie. But it's also not just drafting a rookie and playing him that first 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 game of his career. It's something right in the middle there where Carson Wentz has some talent. And if he does well, you might even consider keeping around or mm-hmm. or finding some deal where you can trade him off after after some contract talks. But it it just it feels to me like it's maybe not the worst value. Right. Like through two th- th- third round picks. After he was traded for for a first round pick last right. offseason, like it doesn't feel to me like this is a huge loss. It just is bittersweet after the Russ news. So I think once the smoke clears, we're going to see that this wasn't the worst deal ever, right? right. I mean, Washington fans are upset and, right now, and I think the value part of it's important, and I think this is a reasonable value. Mm-hmm. But I again, I think we were the victims once again of the the smoke that was put out from from. Washington football team reps saying we're going to go after a quarterback. We're going to make a big swing. They made it no secret that we had called every team in the NFL. We were looking at Rodgers, Watson, and Wilson. Those were the three guys we had targeted. And they made this very public. And they got our hopes up again. And I think if they hadn't done that, and again, everyone would be would still be frustrated. But to approach this offseason... We're getting a quarterback. Right, we are finally getting a quarterback. We're going to take a big swing at one of these elite guys that's going to save our franchise at least for the next 40 years, maybe more. <laughs> um, and that's not happening. And I, I, I don't think it will happen until we till we draft a guy. And I think we're, we are starting to, um, to realize that. Though I think the, the fact that the news came out you know, so quickly in succession... I think it does show something about the front office that they were really they were trying, you know, and and yeah. they were trying and and like they had this deals with Carson Wentz probably set up before the Russ deals like fell through. Yeah, and so like they're they're trying. They have a couple backup like they had a backup option, and so I think they still have this this like train of thought that they're following with the Carson Wentz like as a mm-hmm. as you guys were saying like to have maybe. Um, whoever they draft, shadow him for a year. And and so I do think they have a vision, and I, I don't know. I'm a right. new fan, right? So I, right. Trust the, I trust in the front office still. <laughs> so I trust in the vision of the Dan, Dan Snyder, for a little context, used to be really good at this. And it would, kinda, it would blow up in our face in many cases. But he used to be really good at targeting the star player and getting him to come to D.C. Um, years ago. 
often we would pay, we would overpay for these guys. Um, so I'm glad we didn't do that. But it doesn't seem like DC is the same allure that it used to be. Right. You mentioned it earlier, but when you draft these guys, they got to come play for you. It seems like maybe Washington isn't getting these these free agents or these deals going through because they just haven't seen that much success recently. Mm-hmm. And that's not fully true. They made the playoffs two years ago. But, like, did they really? Like, seven and nine season, got a little streaky hot at the end. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, what success is to this organization? And I think, yeah, that's what success is in Washington. That's not a good bar of success. No. No, agreed. Um, I, I think, and our speaker said this that we had yesterday. It was really interesting. It, it starts, it's an offensive league, and it starts with the offense, and our defense can only take us so far. And especially when our defense is struggling and um, we've got holes offensively, it starts with playmakers and a quarterback. And once you have those essential pieces, then you can start building around those guys on both sides of the ball. Um, but we've got to be able to, in the draft, land a few studs at those positions. I agree. You need that that young talent on offense, which we had for a little bit with Gibson and McLaurin. And then the rookie draft class that wasn't as good as we thought. Cosme has been solid, but you really that first rookie year doesn't have like that starting strong offensive line impact that we might see this season. Mm-hmm. And then Deami Brown more more uh specifically was it was like not, I'm interested not a great to see season. what he does. Yeah. I mean, um, it's all in the future of course, but I'm just saying these young stars that need to build, continue to build upon each other draft class after draft class right. after draft class. We and on rookie contracts, too. That's, that's when they're the, the most the valuable. All right, George, Mateo, I want to thank you all so much for joining me Thanks today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, this was a lot of fun, and good luck to Washington. Hope the draft ends yep. up well. Thanks, Clay. Yep. All right, everyone. Well, that does it for episode 73 of The Nothing Show. I want to thank you all so much for joining me, and I want to thank Mateo and George for hopping on and having this great discussion. Stay tuned over the upcoming weeks for more news relating to NFL free agency, trades, the draft, predictions for next season, and more. Uh, Once again, I want to thank you all so much for the support on my podcast and Instagram recently. It's been fantastic. And with that, this is Clay from Nothing Show signing out, and I will see you all next week.